This is Kathy Krueger. And this is Jonah Trebowasser. Welcome back to another edition of Radio Rotary, sponsored by local Rotarians, your friends dedicated to service. Each week we chat with your neighbors about great things happening in your community and around the world, people sharing ways to improve your life. And today our guest is Chief Wage of the Lloyd Police Department, and he's going to be talking about the wonderful things the police department does for our community. Community policing. Good morning, Chief Daniel Wage. Good morning. So tell me, what got you interested in police work? Well, the uh, I joined police work uh, about two minutes after I got out of the military. Okay. Um, the uh, it was something I always wanted to do. I'm originally from Brooklyn, and I I'm originally from Queens. My son lived enough. in Brooklyn. For How about a while? that? Yeah. And I remember the the officer at the end of the corner, um, and. Uh, it was something that always in, uh, I was inspired by. Well, long-time listeners to this uh, program know that I got my start in the criminal justice system as a police officer. And Chief Wade, you're, you're talking about the old days down in New York City when you still had the beat cop and, and they knew where everybody was. And, mm-hmm. you know, if you were misbehaving, he grabbed you by the ear and brought you to your father. And your father then, you know, whacked <laughs> you on the seat of the pants because, you know, how come Officer Murphy had to bring you home? Exactly. Uh, <laughs> a little bit different today uh, in police work. But uh, what is pl- community? policing and, and what does that mean in the town of Lloyd? Well, community policing now is, is a hot topic uh, word, especially after some of the uh, things that have happened across the nation. Right. I'm proud to say that my police department, we were involved in community policing well before it became a hot topic. Um, the When I first took over, we felt that community policing would help with the law enforcement side. And what I mean by that is if we opened up communication with the community, it would then help us to maybe preempt some of the uh, criminal activity that we would get involved in. And, of course, community policing is a two-way street because by opening up that line of communication, you're going to get public support for what you do. Exactly. Yeah. Um, what, where is the town of Lloyd, for the listeners who may not know, and how big is it? How What's the population? That kind of thing. It's about uh, 65 square miles. It's right... We uh, we take up half of the Mid Hudson Bridge, and we're in mm-hmm. Ulster County. The uh, population is about twelve thousand. The uh, but we are specifically uh, busy because of where we're located. We're located just across from the city of Poughkeepsie. We are just above the city of Newburgh, and just below the city of Kingston. And you probably have a population swell every weekend because you also have the walkway over oh, the, Hudson. the Hudson. We yeah. do. We do. Yeah. And you also have a great uh, Rotarian on your uh, staff, Sergeant Rollison. We do. Shout He's, out uh, to Sergeant Rollison. Yeah. He is to my right right now. <laughs> and He's part of the Highland Rotary Club. That's so. right. All of the, the ideas that I, I, I come up with ideas for these, the community policing and... Uh, uh, Sergeant Rollison is my right hand um, in implementing them. So what kind of things are we talking about when it comes to reaching out to the community? I'm very big on things that involve either children or the seniors. Oh, okay. Um, reason being, I, you know, I feel that they're the ones that need us most. Um, we will do things from 
We have a rec league where the police uh, will get out there and we will play kickball with the kids. And and the reason that we do that is because the kids, I want them to see us in a different light, that you know we're not you know somebody that they need to be afraid of. And I also look at it as, as an investment, maybe not in my future, because I may be gone by that, but by the time that these kids grow up, they may remember, say, the sergeant as you know somebody who played kickball with them and, and maybe deal with them on a more personal level. And also it might uh, inspire some of them to look at law enforcement as a possible career choice. Correct. Correct. I, mean, I, I love the idea. I, I told you as we were walking up the stairs, I have a granddaughter who's seven and a grandson who's four, and we've always taught them that the police are your friends, and if mm-hmm. you ever need something... Go for those guys in white and blue. <laughs> yeah, no, the uh, it, I, I think it's very important. One of the uh, the things that got me opened my eyes to the importance of it was uh, my first year as chief in 2012. We were doing our annual Toys for Tots, mm-hmm. and while uh, we were on our last day, we were bringing uh, Santa Claus was there. It was our last day of the uh, the drive, and a woman came up to me. She said, "Chief, do you have a moment?" I said, sure. We went over to the side. She said, I had just moved here to town, and I have a six-year-old daughter, and I have nothing to give her for Christmas. Mm-hmm. And I said, you know, I can't just dip into the Toys for Tots stuff. Right. Um, I said, but give, give me your name, give me your number, and uh, I'll see what I can do. A couple days passed, and one of the things that these days, and I'm sure everybody is, we're, we're always leery of possibly is some kind of a scam of right. some kind. Right, right. It's sad that you have to think that yes. way, but you do. And and I didn't uh, totally want to involve the police department in it if, if it was, because we rely on the giving uh, of the uh, community. So myself and the sergeant, we went and we... Uh, we did a little shopping for what we felt a six-year-old girl would need or want. And uh, we went to the home. We dropped, uh, knocked on the door, and I was met by this woman who dropped her knees and started crying. Mm-hmm. Um, that opened my eyes as well as uh, my uh, employees' eyes to the need that's in the area. And from that, that day on, we've... Uh, big on especially working with children. Our guest on Radio Rotary is uh, Chief Daniel Wage of the town of Lloyd Police Department. We talk about community policing and the great success that he and his wonderful officers have had in reaching out to the people who live in the town of Lloyd. Uh, so, Chief, you know, uh, I remember from my days on, you know, on, on the job, but days as a police officer down in New York City, that, you know, you deal with a lot of people in a lot of need, and, and uh, sometimes it's hard to go back home to your middle-class existence knowing that uh, there are people out there who have a real rough time of it. Um, does that ever get to you? It, I often think about it, you know, e- even when we are, uh, you know, when I'm not at work or in my office, it's something that's always, always on my mind. Um, and that's why I feel that my police department, um, and I'm very proud of my guys that uh, participate, um, that they are giving of their own time. All of the community policing things that we do my guys do on their own time. Now, you mentioned you do something for seniors also. Children yes. and seniors were your like, top yes. priorities. What do you do with the seniors? We've gotten together uh, with the, the senior community. We have several nursing homes in the area. Um, and these days, technology is, is very big. Um, and it's a great tool if you know how to use it. Um, I have several people on my staff um, that are... Well, they're better at technology than I am. (laughs) Which means they're much better than I am. Yes. I'm still on radio, you see. (laughs) So we went and we taught 
groups of seniors how to use, say, the iPad um, or their their smartphone, which to some of them, it's very scary. It yeah. is. And yeah. uh, it helps them to better be able to communicate with their family members. We also uh, currently are getting involved um, with Alzheimer's. And the uh, last year, we participated in uh, Sub-Zero Heroes, where we were able to raise about $11,000 um, solely just to jump in ice cold water. Um, Tell you what, you jump, Chief, I'll watch. And I did. <laughs> I did. <laughs> we'll um, donate. <laughs> and I was very proud of that. I was very proud of the participation I had from my uh, from my officers. So there, there's a, a wide variety of things. We also got involved a couple of years ago. I was approached by the uh, commander of the American Legion. And he said, you know, we need new windows at the American Legion and we don't have the money for it. Mm -hmm. So myself and uh, another officer I have, I put myself through school because I learned how to uh, make pizza. So right. because of the, uh, the community involvement that we've had, we had a uh, restaurant owner uh, from Vignetto's, uh, which is on Vineyard Avenue in Highland. A little shout out to him. He uh, uh, gave us his restaurant for the night. I made pizza along with one of my other guys. The rest of the, uh, the officers either served or worked the door. And uh, we were able to raise a large amount of money, um, which inevitably uh, paid for those windows. And you didn't bring us any samples, Chief. <laughs> Sarah would be so upset. <laughs> and we're going to find out more about community policing and the great work done by the Town of Lloyd Police Department from our guest, Chief Dan Wage, in just a moment. But first, let me remind our listeners, they're in tune with Radio Rotary on the air and around the world by podcast on iTunes and at RadioRotary.org. My name is Jonah Trebois, and my co-host Sarah O'Connell is away this week, but we have our producer, Miss Kathy Kruger, with us. Our very special guest, Chief Daniel Wage of the Town of Lloyd Police Department, and Kathy, who keeps us on the straight and narrow by sponsoring Radio Rotary this week. Well, Jonah, Radio Rotary is sponsored by Salisbury Bank, your regional bank for all your personal, business, and wealth management needs. Visit them at salisburybank.com and by the Rotary Clubs of Brewster, East Fishkill, Fishkill, Goshen, Highland, Hyde Park, Kinderhook, Tri-Village, Kingston Sunrise, Millbrook, Nanuet, and Newburgh. And we'll be back with more of Radio Rotary after these important messages. Not all superheroes wear capes. Most wear jeans or sweaters or suits, just like ordinary people, because that's what they are. They are the 1.2 million members of Rotary, men and women whose superpowers are the capacity to care and the desire to make the world better. So the next time you need a superhero, don't look in the sky, look in the mirror. Learn more at Rotary.org. Rotary. Humanity in Motion. For information about Rotary in the Hudson Valley, visit www.rotarydistrict7210.org. Salisbury Bank & Trust offers personal and business banking, residential mortgages, commercial lending, and investment services. With 13 locations throughout the tri-state region, in Dutchess and Orange Counties, the northwest corner of Connecticut, and southern Berkshire County, Massachusetts, including Riverside Bank with division offices in Poughkeepsie, Red Oaks Mill, Fishkill, and Newburgh. Salisbury Bank is your personal bank in your community, making local decisions and delivering the highest quality of customer service. Salisbury Bank is your local bank for all of your personal and business needs. Check them out at SalisburyBank.com. That's SalisburyBank.com. Salisbury Bank and Trust, member FDIC, an equal housing lender. Salisbury Bank, enriching. 
Hi, this is Kathy Kruger, producer of Radio Rotary. If you are listening now, so are your customers. You can advertise on Radio Rotary for as little as $25 per week. Call me, Kathy Kruger, at 845-635-3499. That's 845-635-3499 for full details. Or email me at info at radiorotary.org. That's info at radiorotary.org. Looking forward to working with you. Welcome back to Radio Rotary. This is Jonah Trebois and my co-host Sarah O'Connell is away this week, but we have our producer, Miss Kathy Kruger on the mic. Hi, Kathy. Hi, Jonah. And we have with us also uh, Chief Daniel. Two very good looking guys here. <laughs> well, you're allowed to say that. I am. Right. One of them's on the mic well, and one of them. uniform. Yeah, well, yeah, you know, it, there's something about a guy in uniform, in uniform. for most yep. women. But anyway, one of them is Chief Daniel Wage of the Town of Lloyd Police Department. Hi, Chief. Welcome back. How are you? And the other is Sergeant Rollison, who's a Rotarian and has decided that he's just going to keep an eye on me rather than talk on the radio. But Sarge, how are you? Good to see you. He's waving. Yeah. So, Chief, we were talking about uh, community policing, and one of the outreaches you have for, for the town of Lloyd, uh, for the community, is a website. Tell us about it. And Facebook page. We have a uh, our Facebook. It's facebook.com, Lloyd Police. And it uh, normally will market or uh, get out to the community what things that we have uh, planned or uh, are going at that time. It's a great way to uh, communicate with the uh, community. And for the website, they just can Google Town of Lloyd, Town please? Of Lloyd. Okay. So tell us again, for those who may have joined us late, uh, what you consider to be community policing and why it's important. Well, the community policing, it's to, to me, it's very important because it opens up the communication with the community the uh, and hopefully helps some people uh, along the way. The Some of the projects that we've uh, gotten involved in, we have a project that's called Project CARE, Project Care, what that is, is that there are a lot of uh, seniors in the area that are homebound and maybe don't have uh, somebody to rely on. Maybe they don't have a family member in the area. Uh, What I will, or what we do is we have applications from them they will submit that has their name, their telephone number, their address, um, any special needs that they have. And each day at a time that is chosen by the senior, we will, I will have my dispatcher call them. Oh, so um, to check up on them? To check, well, j- just to see, okay, is You're everything okay? okay? Yeah. Um, and sometimes just, just that daily communication right. um, goes a long way. And if we don't hear from that senior, we'll send a car over, knock on the door, make sure. And on several occasions, it's been very successful. Um, to where we have uh, interceded in um, maybe a medical uh, situation that was occurring. We had uh, a couple people have fallen, and they truly could not get up. Mm -hmm. Uh, We were able to help them. um, And uh, it goes a long way, just the the communication that they have somebody to speak with each and every day. Um, So it's... uh, it's a uh, project that I, uh, I fully back and I think is important. Well, I can imagine how important that is in the wintertime if someone doesn't have heat, for Correct. example. And then the summertime, we have a, a very good friend of ours who's 82 years old. His wife was in the hospital, and he lost his air conditioning, and nobody knew it. And yeah. 82 with no air conditioning in the summer was, was rough. Pretty rough, and yeah. so, yeah, we were lucky to have someone check in on him, well, too. Especially that, that age group, they're very proud. Yes. Um, and they don't often want to ask for help. Yeah, they're um, old school. So right. if we can, uh, you know, simply by, you know, saying hello, is everything okay, and 
and then find out about it on our own to be able to help them it goes a long way. Yeah. Now you have something which I find absolutely fascinating, the Civilian Police Academy. What's that all about? Well, the Civilian Police Academy, there's, I actually thought of this idea and kind of laid it on the sergeant's shoulders to uh, implement it. A few well, years he's a Rotarian. Rotarians can do everything. Yes, he can. And what it is, is an eight-week class. Um, we hold it on Wednesdays, normally starting in March and ending in April or in uh, May. And there's eight uh, separate classes. And each one of the classes I chose not to only educate the uh, community on what we do, but also give them something that they can use. Um, for instance, I give a uh, narcotics class. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not so much because they're going to go out and make a narcotics arrest, but it, uh, most of these people are parents, they are grandparents, and maybe they can help to educate a younger person uh, before they get involved. The act, we also hold a, an actor shooter civilian response class. And what that uh, is for is it originally was derived for schools. If there was an active shooter, um, we've since been able to uh, transfer it into if you are working in an office setting, mm-hmm. um, if you are at the mall, what you can do to best survive an active shooter. Well, the first thing, of course, is to encourage people to call 911. You know, a lot of people, they, they see something, says, gee, that doesn't look quite right. I thought my neighbor was out of town, but I see lights in there. Chief, would you agree that they should err on the side of caution and call 911 and let I, you look at it? I totally agree. And, and that kind of uh, comes back back to the community policing side, if uh, under normal circumstances, sometimes people are a little apprehensive to call the police. Right. They're not totally sure whether or not they're correct. They don't want to, you know, stand behind something that, you know, maybe they're making a mistake. Um, we have noticed our call volume since we really worked on this community policing has gone up drastically. Um, and it's gone up drastically in a good way, uh, in a certain extent, because we're getting calls that maybe we wouldn't have gotten before to preempt an issue. Right. If you see it, you know. That correct. And, and, and they feel a little bit more you comfortable. you see something, say something. Say something. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And the uh, community, because we're out in the community so often, they feel a little bit more comfortable calling us. I, I'm amazed at your... The, the, sh- the program you have for um, how to survive or what to do in a shooting incident because like I said my I, my grandchildren I am just amazed at what they hear on television and they'll ask yeah. what do we do if someone comes into our school and it's, it's and I can't even believe I'm having a conversation about think, that with my grandchild right. and you if know? you think it can't happen here it, a number uh, of years ago there was a gunfight at the OK Corral right at the Hudson Valley Mall and what happened was I had the TV off I was reading a book and my sister calls from Virginia and says, where are you? She calls my cell phone. I says, I'm home. Why? She says, well, there's a big thing going on at the Hudson Valley Mall. We, I can see with the helicopters on CNN. I go, you're kidding me. I turn it on. And there was that, that yeah. active shoot, shooting uh, scenario. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, it, folks, it can happen yeah, here. So, right. if you have a chance to take one of these great courses with the Town of Lloyd Police Department, uh, led by Chief Daniel Wage, it's, it's, you're well advised to do that. And you can go find out about this kind of thing with Facebook.com backslash Lloyd Police. And Lloyd has two L's in it. And uh, all go on the website of the Town of Lloyd Government. Uh, Chief, what do you see as the future of policing? I mean, you know, the, the things, there are very controversial issues going on now. People may be dissuaded from, from choosing law enforcement as a career. Uh, what do you tell the people who are, are thinking of joining uh, the ranks of uh, law enforcement personnel? I, uh, I, I truly believe that being a police officer today is a lot harder than when I first came on. Absolutely. I bet it is. Um, yeah. When I first came on, we were concentrated on the law enforcement side. Now, a police officer is asked to not only 
uh, work on the law enforcement side of it. He's also asked to be a counselor. He's also asked to sometimes be a medic. Um, social worker. Social worker. Um, we, uh, our job has expanded greatly um, on what is expected. When you were talking about your program with narcotics, um, I know there are more and more programs coming out about Narcan and teaching. Yes. Is that something that you're working on? Yes, too? my uh, all of my officers are certified in Narcan. Perfect. Explain uh, to the, those who may not know right. what Narcan is. Uh, Narcan is an inhibitor that uh, if somebody is overdosing on heroin or an opiate, um, we will uh, try to intercede and bring them out of that uh, overdose um, to where they, they can get medical assistance. A shot of Narcan. And uh, uh, your officers all carry this device with them? They all do. And uh, it's, oh, I'm, very, okay. I'm very sad to say that uh, we use it quite often. Is that um, right? Uh, often enough to where on October 12th, um, I'm actually having a, uh, a forum on heroin and opiate abuse. Mm -hmm. um, and not only will I be speaking, but we'll have several doctors, uh, community uh, members, uh, parents that have lost children that will be speaking at this. Yeah, I just saw on television this morning they were showing the video of the little two-year-old girl whose mother was in the grocery store. and. Um, Tell me about Colla I missed that. She yeah. collapsed. The mother collapsed of a, I don't know if it was heroin, but it was an overdose. And this two-year-old girl was trying to revive her mother, you know. So I'm sorry. Uh, I should say I said a shot of Narcan. I'm a nurse. I'm used to babies yep. of Narcan. But you <laughs> said it was nasally. Right? Yes, it's yes. a nasal spray that nasal we spray. utilize. Right. Yes. Um, the, uh, the class on uh, October 12th, uh, the forum, will be hold, held at the uh, Lloyd Police Headquarters in a community room. Right. Um, and uh, I think it's very important. I think that the... The only way to combat this uh, this epidemic, um, and it's truly an epidemic, is to uh, educate people. And I'm concentrating on parents um, because I think that education begins at home. Like so many other things, Chief Wage of the Town of Lloyd Police Department, uh, these kind of things do start at home. Um, it's tough being a police officer. As I said, I, I started out that uh, when they used to put a little red light on top of the dinosaur and we chase around the cricks and, with dinosaurs and stuff. I mean, that's how old I am. But... Um, it takes a toll on the family. I mean, you're working around the clock. You're working around all these crazy hours. Uh, you do a lot of distressed people. You deal a lot of with distressed incidents. How do you not bring it home? You know, it's uh, I, me personally. I, I deal with the, with humor. Uh, <laughs> the uh, I I try not to bring home some of those things and uh, concentrate on some of the uh, more humorous sides of, of the job. And, and there are sometimes. In the minute we have left, Chief Daniel Wage, let our listeners know uh, why the police are there to help them and how they can help the police we are definitely there to to help the community um you that or we wouldn't be doing this job um nobody is is paid a uh, a bankroll to do it <laughs> um sure. yeah. we uh we truly believe in what we're doing i know across the country that there are uh, some uh controversial issues but i truly believe that 99.9 percent .9 of the people that do this job do it for the right reasons Chief Daniel Wage of the Town of Lloyd Police Department, thank you so much for everything you do and all of the law enforcement officers throughout the Hudson Valley do to protect the public. And thanks for joining us today on Radio Rotary. And just thank the you. fact that, yeah, you put your lives on the line every single day, 24-7. Thank so, you. I appreciate it. Yeah. All right. And who do we have to thank for bringing us Radio Rotary this week? Well, Jonah, Radio Rotary is sponsored by Salisbury Bank, your region.
Regional Bank for all your personal business and wealth management needs. Visit them at SalisburyBank.com. And by the Rotary Clubs of New City, New Paltz, Patterson, Philmont, Pleasant Valley, Poughkeepsie, Arlington, Red Hook, Rhinebeck, Southern Ulster, Wallkill East, Wapmanchers, and Warwick Valley. For the entire Radio Rotary team, my co-host Sarah O'Connell will be back next week. Our producer, Kathy Kruger, and the Wizard of the Buttons, our great engineer, Mr. Jay Verzi. This is Jonah Trebowasa thanking you for tuning in and inviting you to join us again next week for at this very same time for another edition of Radio Rotary. And don't forget our website, RadioRotary.org. <laughs>